This is Seattle University student-run radio station, 102.1 FM, KXSU. It's time for the Red Hawk Report on 102.1 FM, KXSU. And now, here's your host, Russell Brown. Good afternoon, Red Hawk Nation. Back on campus here for another edition of the Red Hawk Report. Joined by my brother from another, I would say, era in Maz Vita, Mario Maz. How you doing today? We good. We good. Another era. You trying to date somebody there? No, you no, know, age wise, no, and I'm tell just... them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, welcome in, Red Hawk fans. It's nice to see the students back on campus. It's getting a little chilly out. School back in session, sports in action. It just feels good. This is the best time of year, in my opinion. So thank you for tuning in here on KXSU. Got a good show for you today. Uh, We have a very special interview guest jumping on the Red Hawk Report. We're going to preview the big showdown tomorrow on Montlake as the Red Hawks in men's soccer take on number four nationally ranked University of Washington. That's going to be a big one in the WAC 101 Cup. We'll look at the week behind us and everything going on in Red Hawk athletics and, of course, everything in front of us as well. But, uh, Moz, it's been a while. We've had some technical difficulties here at the studio, but finally back on air, finally get to hear our nice voices and Get some Red Hawk news. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that, you know, can be expected somewhat. The transition from the summer to the fall, you kind of... We are rusty. Yeah, I got to clean out the old, <laughs> you know, like the students, you know, they had, uh, what was it, they moved, uh, moving day, yeah, right, moving for the day. students. Yeah, yeah. So they, you know, our listeners out there, thank you for listening. They know what it's like when you kind of got to re-clean everything, yeah, yeah. you know, and get it ready. So, uh, but you're right, it just feels good to be back, you know. Uh, and again, you know, like you said, the fall... Little crispness yep. to it all, and light jacket weather right now. You know, football's back on. The hoodie, if nothing Everything. else. Yeah, hey, I got both. I got the jacket with the hoodie. My my vest game going strong. But it, the fashion update, weather update, everything else. Man. Why don't we get into some sports? As we said, uh, Alex rolled on. Current Sounder, Red Hawk legend, is going to join the show for a uh, little bit of an interview here. We talk about, and he helps preview the match against uh, UW, but more importantly, talks about his time here at Seattle University, his family, the the dynamic, if anybody knows, we'll talk about it in the interview, but his brother went to the University of Washington, his older brother is on the uh, the uh, um, athletic team for the LA Galaxy, so it's a complete f- uh, successful family, that is. Uh, Christian represents the uh, United States. Alex, if I'm not mistaken, El Salvador. Yep, yep. So I mean, it's a it's a great, amazing family. Alex is a great, great human. Obviously, one of the better modern Red Hawks to go pro. You know, from around here in any sport. So it was definitely a pleasure to sit down with him. We definitely think he uh, he relayed the message that you know it was it was very much the university helped him get to where he is now, helped him get drafted and become the uh, player he is today. But uh, definitely looking forward to that one. As we said, we'll. Look at some of the uh, sports that have been going on. Catch you up on everything Red Hawk, Red Hawk Athletics. Talked about moving day this week, first day of classes this week. Uh, but Red Hawk Athletics have been going on for about a month now. You know, for anybody who is just coming back onto campus, anybody out of school is tuning in, or, you know, any of those high school, you know, younger generation tuning in to the Red Hawks. So we we'll take all listeners, we'll right? We take all listeners. OGs, well, youngsters, you know, the, the, the present. The, uh, great thing. I've had people come up and say they actually subscribe to the show. You know, and that, that's 
you know, that's a great feeling. And, you know, Thank we appreciate you. you for tuning in. And, you know, without you guys, we want to have this show. So, again, shout out to everybody who tunes in. Again, this is the Red Hawk Report, sponsored by the Honey Hole. Great place for delicious sandwiches right across the street. Yep, right across the street from Championship Field. Great spot. You know, great discounts. Come to matches. Good discounts on sandwiches as well. So shout out to the Honey Hole. But with that, we'll take a quick break. Come back with the week behind us and check in with all the sports that were going on on campus. Well, and away from campus over the past week. You're listening to the Red Hawk Report on Seattle University student-run radio station 102.1 FM KXSU. This broadcast is brought to you in part by Seattle Children's. Seattle Children's has been named one of the best children's hospitals in the nation by U.S. News and World Report. Hope. Care. Cure. Seattle Children's. This broadcast is made possible in part by Copiers Northwest. For over 30 years, Copiers Northwest has been offering multifunction copier, printer, and software solutions for businesses and organizations in the Northwest. Swedish is proud to support Seattle U's athletic department and its students. Swedish offers programs such as charity care, research, community health, and education. More information is available at Swedish.org. This broadcast is made possible in part by Coke Zero, a proud supporter of Red Hawk men's basketball. Coke Zero has zero sugar and no calories. Coke Zero is available in stores now. Coke Zero, a proud partner of Seattle University Athletics. Julie Woodward, head women's soccer coach. You are listening to the Red Hawk Report. Back in studio here on campus. Beautiful studio here inside of the Senegal building of Seattle University. Masvida Mariara and myself, Russell Brown. Thank you for uh, tuning in to the Red Hawk Report. And uh, as we said, last week was pretty busy for Red Hawk Athletics. Uh, both soccer's in action, volleyball as well. So let's dive into everything that happened over the past week. We'll start off with uh, men's soccer, who uh, came into the season high expectations, still there expectation-wise. They Coach Fewing wanted to get a very strong schedule in order to test this team and mature this team, which you and I both agreed that's you know the way to do it. If you want to be the best, you have to beat the best and test yourself. Well, they opened up since I don't I don't think we've had a show since this happened, but no, they uh, took down number four Notre Dame back on August twenty fifth, three one. So that is a convincing win against at the time the fourth ranked team in the nation. And uh, Declan McGlynn was the star of the show. Uh, he is closer and closer to breaking every offensive record here at the university. He already is the all time points leader at Seattle University. So they get this big win, you know, it's in the media, they talk about it on the local news stations, but unfortunately they haven't been able to recapture that that punch that they had against Notre Dame. They fell at number eight, Kentucky, one nothing, or nothing one, at Louisville, one two, they had the opening goal in that match as well, so come from behind victory there for the Cardinals. Then at San Francisco, they stopped the losing streak with a draw, one one with the Dons. But then they fell to Oregon State on Thursday, last Thursday, 1-0. And, you know, those tough competitions, they beat Oregon State. And obviously this is not comparative, but they beat Oregon State in an exhibition game 3 nothing when Oregon State was a preseason ranked team. Oregon State no longer ranked, still dropped their 1-0 to them. So 
Seattle University, we'll talk about it more in the preview of the next segment, but this game against UW is going to be big to kind of once again get that mojo going before conference play. They also they have two games left in the non-conference schedule, but they definitely want to get back to the ways of how good this team can play. I mean, they're stacked talent-wise, so just getting back to those winning ways. Yeah, and it, you know, it's like you said, I know we're going to go take that deeper dive, but your comment at the top, of the show this is you know Pete Ewing has been around for a minute or two I mean you know good coaches know how to at least set up that blueprint yep. set up that roadmap. and as disappointing as it is for all y'all out there Red, you know Red Hawk fans and everything else you know believe in Pete and you know in the team and again we'll talk more about it but like you said you've got a chance now this is why you have such a daunting schedule yep. you really get to know who you are and before you get in conference play, and you know, at the end of the day, it really is you've got to win your conference first, right? I yeah, mean, I mean that's what matters the most. I mean, if you go undefeated in non-conference and lose every conference game, that, yeah, you're not well, going anywhere. What have so, you accomplished? So. Exactly. So everything's ahead of them. It's, it's by no means a panic with this team. Uh, they went through one of the toughest non-conference schedules in the country. So uh, definitely, if you can, again, we'll talk about it later. But go out and support them tomorrow. As they try to get a big win over there on Montlake. Other football, soccer, whatever you want to call it, squad was also in action. Julie Woodward's women's side, as they opened up WAC play very well, 1 0 1. So one win, no losses, one draw between Sam Houston and New Mexico State. A little funny story about the New Mexico State game, but we'll start with uh, Sam Houston. Um, this was coming off the 7 0 win they had over Evergreen State. Whoa. Um, which obviously, you know, competition difference there with that one. Um, they come back, beat Sam Houston State 3 0. And that was the first ever meeting between the two programs. Uh, Hallie Bergford got her second goal of the year. Mo Nagel got her first. And then an own goal by the Bearcats ends up getting that win. Another shutout there as well. Clean sheet for the women's side. Always like to see that. Now, New Mexico State, that game was at 12 local time. It kicked off 12 yesterday, so during football Sunday, all that. And it got to halftime, nil-nil. Two minutes into the second half, lightning strikes. So they, you know, postpone, and I think every, I don't know the exact, but it, usually it's every time there's a lightning strike, you have to delay another 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, so ap- yes. after there's a point, a prescript- they, yeah, after a point, they call it off. Postpone it to today. So actually, this game resumed today at 10 a.m. local time. New Mexico State scores first, but then the Red Hawks turn around, level the match, get away with a draw in kind of a a wonky situation. I mean, it's hard to do to come back there. Um, But how the Red Hawks got their goal, there was a foul. Interesting situation uh, official here. Just outside the box, they were awarded a drop ball outside of the Aggies box. Kaylee Cotney, so you can't just stand over the ball. It gets dropped by the official, and you have to play it. Right. Sends it towards goal. There's a little bit of a scrum. Ball's bouncing around. Cotney gets on it again and puts it in the back of the net to level the match and eventually get the split the point there with the uh, with New Mexico State. So it was an interesting end to that already weird game because of the delay, because of the lightning. But one zero and one to start whack play. That's exactly what we want to see. No losses. Um, that goal they gave up actually ended a streak of not allowing a goal in the past nearly 310 minutes of action for women's soccer. So the defense has carried over from last season. And as we, you and I said in the 
the preview for them. Can that offense catch up with that defense? If so, this is a dangerous team. I think you know what that should be. That should be an NCAA rule. I mean, I think if everybody should walk away with, with uh, you know, half of the spoils if you play basically two games in twenty twenty four <laughs> hour period. You know, I mean, that's right. Yeah, like yeah, everybody should yeah, just yeah. kind of get a point, call it a day. Yeah. yeah. But on a serious note, Russell, the resiliency it takes to be on the road. You know, to as you stated, to play that game. You know, Sunday. Yep. And then what? You you go back to the hotel room, you know, and, yeah. and you sleep, and you know, and then you got to get up and play again. I mean that that does take some determination. Without a doubt, you know. To, so yeah, yeah, everybody should should get a point, and both teams should walk away with the point. All there. right, we'll submit that to the NCAA. We'll see if that uh, can get passed. I know you you pull some weight. You know, maybe. oh, I'm sure they're gonna ring us. Up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll submit it. We'll submit it. Uh, sincerely, the That's Red right. Report. Um, <laughs> but yeah, great, great start for uh, Coach Woodward in the squad when it comes to uh, whack play. Uh, we'll talk about their upcoming schedule as well as they're uh, continuing to push forward and finally back home. Both teams are. Uh, well, actually, women's soccer is away for a couple more matches. But again, we'll get into that a little bit later. Also in action. Is I what I would like to say is been the best performing team as of late, and that is volleyball. And being able to broadcast their games last year, saw you know firsthand, this team is is a completely different team now. Out of Coach Michelle Cole, I I think she is putting this program in the absolute best situation moving forward. They are four and four on the season. Okay, they. Open at the Fresno State Invitational, lost uh, three nothing, three sets to nothing, got swept there against Fresno State, lost three two competitive match against San Francisco, and then Louisiana Tech they ended at three one, got the win. Then they went to the Bellarmine Invitational and they swept through those matches. They dropped only one set in three matches. Three nothing swept Bellarmine, three nothing swept IUPUI, and. 3-1, only set they dropped was the Gardner-Webb. They've played so many Bulldog teams, by the way. And then they turned around Portland Invitational this past weekend. They lost 1-3 to Portland State and then 1-3 to Portland. But this is a team that I believe was projected to come in last in the whack. And I you know, I would say that that might not be fair to this team. I think this, this team is on the come up. And this is a program that is rebuilding and retooling and, uh, you know, Watch out. That's all I'll say for volleyball. They have a match at home. Again, we'll talk about that later. But, you know, come out and support this squad. They are they are really showing some good strides in the right direction. Especially, you know, this is a team, like you said, better watch out because they've won. You know, you yep. know those, you know, when they swept Bellamine and IUPUI. Is that right? Yeah, it's, a, it's always, yeah. Being out in uh, the Midwest and having to play them a few times, it's uh you get the acronym down fast, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, to your point, yeah. the, They've won, so they've yep, tasted yep. victory. So now they're hungry and determined, so opponents watch out. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And, you know, talking with all the previews and all the coaches, that COVID year and, you know, that that messed up a lot of people's schedule. You can talk about Pete Fewing, been here for a very long time, established. Julie Woodward, been here a very long time, established. Michelle Cole came over right before that COVID hit, so she hasn't had that full normal offseason. Tell you what, give her a normal offseason in right direction they go uh, so definitely check out Red Hawk women well Red Hawk volleyball I fell for that 
Red Hawk Volleyball as they continue to build here. But uh, with that, we'll take another break, come back and preview the big matchup tomorrow. Seattle University men's soccer takes on number four ranked Washington over at Montlake at Husky Soccer Stadium. It's going to be a big one. I know a lot of students and fans are going to be over there. So we'll preview that coming up next. You're listening to the Red Hawk Report on Seattle University student-run radio station 102.1 FM KXSU. Georgetown Brewing is a proud sponsor of Red Hawk Men's Basketball. Georgetown Brewing Company is an independently owned Seattle craft brewery and the maker of Manny's Pale Ale. Information about their tasting room, kegs, growlers, and cans to go can be found on their website, georgetownbeer.com. Red Hawk Men's Basketball is sponsored in part by Alaska Airlines. Alaska Airlines is now offering enhanced cleaning measures and mask requirements on all flights. More information is available at alaskaair.com. This broadcast is brought to you in part by Seattle Children's. Seattle Children's has been named one of the best children's hospitals in the nation by U.S. News and World Report. Hope. Care. Cure. Seattle Children's. This broadcast is made possible in part by Copiers Northwest. For over 30 years, Copiers Northwest has been offering multifunction copier, printer, and software solutions for businesses and organizations in the Northwest. Keely Kasim, men's goalkeeper for Seattle U, and you listen to the Red Hawk Report. And welcome back into the Red Hawk Report. Quick shout out to Kells, Seattle's Irish restaurant and pub since 1983. Eat, drink, celebrate. For information, go to www.kellsirish.com. In a perfect segue with Achille with the bumper there. Achille Kasim, goalkeeper for your men's soccer team. It's uh, time to preview that matchup there, Moz. It's a big one. Number four, Washington takes on Seattle University in the WAC 101 Cup trophy on the line. It's a, you know, it's a matchup that, in all fairness, you know, has been a little one-sided historically. I'll say that, where Washington has, has gotten the better but Seattle University has been sneaking, has gotten those big wins when Washington has been ranked. They knocked him out of the NCAA tournament one year. UW was ranked. Beat him another year when UW was ranked. So it's rivalries are different. I think you throw out the record, you throw out history whenever rivals play in any sport because you just don't know what can happen. And, you know, looking 15 games they've played between each other in the modern Division One era. Seattle University has three wins, 11 losses, and one tie. Two of those wins came in the rolled-on era, which we'll talk about later. But they've been close. Last year, I I hate to bring it up, Red Hawk fans, that 2-1 defeat at Championship Field in overtime. That was a tough one to swallow. You know, it's a tough one, but they've been in every single match. This isn't a one-sided where it's just been a blowout. This is a hard-fought battle. Both sides take pride in winning this game. You know, so I'll ask you, Maz, going into a rivalry game, what do you look for? What do you look for when it comes to two teams like this? Kind of built similar, but at times differences to very good coaches at the helms of both squads. What What do you personally look for? Well, I mean, first, you know what? They are now ranked number two. 
I'm looking at the UW game notes and they're saying they're number two. So either way, look. This, I don't know. I'm going off the coach's poll. Coach's poll has them at four. So okay. I'll, all right. The United all right. Soccer, that's what, hey, hey, so, hey. so when you have it to answer your question, when you got a team that's ranked in the top four, right, of, uh, you know, of this major, get a major poll and a team that's playing really well, um, and it's a rivalry game and two good teams, two good coaches. It's important. Those first 15, 20 minutes are going to be really important here yep. in terms of uh, what the Red Hawks can do there. Uh, the UW, you know, the philosophy in these games, they, they're not going to sit back and absorb, right? They're playing at home. We've, we, we've heard this from Brian Smetzer and other great coaches like, you know what? It's going to be a packed house. It's there's going to be fans, right? And I'm sure some Red Hawk fans will sneak in there. But if you're the UW, you want to set the tone early. That means you're going to come out pressing. You're going to be on the attack. You're going to use the wings to attack. And if if and when the Red Hawks early get the ball, you're going to stay up on a high press here because what you want to do is you want to get your opponent. Right, stifled, and you know you want to take them off their perch. You want them not to settle in the traps, getting the ball, and those. You, you want to pounce, force them into errors, and then you converting those. So bad passes from the back. Hopefully, your wingers or somebody will be able to pick those off, make a cross, and get an early goal. Yeah. You set the tone. Now, if you're SU, right, or Red Hawks, you're going to go in there and you're going to say, all right, we know that they're going to commit us. We're going to play our game, right? We're going to communicate well. We're going to stay compact in terms of defense. And also, once we do the transition, transition is going to be very, very critical for the Red Hawks early here. I think they're going to have to, you know, absorb a little bit. But also, when you get the ball, find a couple lanes and get down there and maybe surprise and catch the UW in a high press with a good counterattack. Yep, and I, I agree with everything you said. The thing about this squad right now, I wonder if they got that that high that they got Notre Dame, which at the time was number four as well, so maybe there was a, a, a good thing going on. And again, Coach's Poll says they're number four. All so right, fair enough. That, UW can say what they, you know, I don't know what, I don't know what rank thing they went to, but anyway, um, it's it's recapturing again that high, you know. You you get the Notre Dame, but then you kind of get the the fatigue of oh man, we're really on the road playing these top ranked teams nonstop. They have not played a home regular season match this season. That is tiresome, you know. That's travel. That's not sleeping in your own bed. Obviously, they come home in between, but they got to recapture that. And hopefully, being back in the city of Seattle, it's still not a home match on your pitch, but it is in your city and it's a city that you want to represent and you want to be the top dog or hawk i'll go with hawk in this instance <laughs> in the city and you know cliche paint the town red you don't you want seattle to be that way so in that instance i want to see the the leaders the veterans of this team step up and be that you know so many great transfers have come in so many great newcomers but i want to see the declan mcglins i want to see the killy kasim's in goal i want to see those guys take this match jesse ortiz is back having your number 10 back has been great having those guys impact the game the way they can i think is going to be key if if they can show up and create chaos like they can you know 
the match is wide open, in my opinion. You know, yes, UW is good. Yes, UW has talent at every position. I get that. But so do the Red Hawks. And I think sometimes you look at their their record, and that doesn't indicate how good your team is. You know, so you bring up a good point in terms of um, while it technically the Red Hawks are on the road, but really, yeah. you know what? It, it's it's what what makes a home game. It's sleeping in your own bed. Yep. You know, it's 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 rolling out of there, knowing where the toothbrush is and whether it's tea or coffee, whatever it is. We, that familiarity gets you ready. We'd call this what a derby in yep. England. You know, it's it is cross town. It is in the city. What. Liverpool ever did across the river, you know, or you could see the stadiums from each other. You know what I mean? Liverpool, like, Everton, more like Man U and Man. And oh no, Man I'm just City. saying the distance. You know, oh, okay, you always gotta okay. bring some man. Yeah, you know, yeah. wearing red anyways. Oh, yeah, yeah, for the yeah, Red yeah, Hawks. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, red for the Red Hawks. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a derby. You know, it's two teams that don't particularly like each other. They respect each other with the utmost, but. You want to go at each other. You know, you want to battle. We see this on every sport that Seattle U has, that UW has, that they go against each other. You know, you can talk about the basketball battles, you know, and it's that city sees it as a little brother trying to get big brother. That's not how it's seen on this campus. It is seen as mano a mano. Records thrown out. You're going after each other. I, I think you bring up a fantastic point in terms of this isn't one of those where one team is trying to get on the level of the no, other. No. This is a winnable game for you. Yes. One of these teams, and going back to what we said in the preview, this is why you went to Notre Dame. This is yep. why you played those. So you yep. know, so the messaging is going to be like you know, you know, you belong on on the field. Yep, that's not a question. Nope. What what we're looking for is to execute. Yep. If, because if the Red Hawks play their game. They can win this game. Yep. They don't have to do anything extraordinary to win this game. Not at all. Not at all. I agree 100%. Coach Pete Fearing, every time you talk to him, and he, he loves to let you know some stories, but the one thing that always resonates with me is that he says, we're going to win a national title here. Mm. And that man believes it so much that it, it becomes contagious that you think, hey, you're right. You know, that's you're, you're right. And he recruits that way. He coaches that way. You know, so great coaches speak into existence. Yes, that's how you become a great, a great coach. It. Players believe in themselves, believe in the goal, and obviously, Pete Fewing is one of those great coaches. Hundred percent, he truly is. Well, with no further ado, we'll head to commercial break here on KXSU. But coming up next, we were able to go to Starfire Trading Home for now. For the Seattle Sounders, and we got a chat with Alex Roldan, defender, okay. number sixteen, okay. okay, formerly big man on campus here in the red and black. Catch up with him, get his thoughts on growing up with a Husky brother, his thoughts on playing for the Red Hawks, Pete Fewing, and uh, everything else, and some words of advice as well for the current team. Uh, so we'll we'll head to that interview next, but before that, we'll hit a commercial here on the Red Hawk Report. On Seattle University student-run radio station 102.1 FM, KXSU. Swedish is proud to support Seattle U's athletic department and its students. Swedish offers programs such as charity care, research, community health, and education. More information is available at Swedish.org. This broadcast is made possible in part by Coke Zero, a proud supporter of Red Hawk men's basketball. Coke Zero has zero sugar and no calories. Coke Zero is available in stores now. Coke Zero, a proud partner of Seattle University Athletics. 
Georgetown Brewing is a proud sponsor of Red Hawk Men's Basketball. Georgetown Brewing Company is an independently owned Seattle craft brewery and the maker of Manny's Pale Ale. Information about their tasting room, kegs, growlers, and cans to go can be found on their website, georgetownbeer.com. This broadcast is made possible in part by Copiers Northwest. For over 30 years, Copiers Northwest has been offering multifunction copier, printer, and software solutions for businesses and organizations in the Northwest. Swedish is proud to support Seattle U's athletic department and its students. Swedish offers programs such as charity care, research, community health, and education. More information is available at Swedish.org. And welcome into another Red Hawk Report, a special edition. We are joined by a very, very, very special guest, Alex Roldan of the Seattle Sounders and formerly uh, Seattle University on the men's soccer team. Thanks, Alex, for joining the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So we are, most people obviously already know you and your brother play together for the Sounders here. You guys just wrapped up practice. What was that like when, or what was the process of going to Seattle U? Your brother went to UW. Was that kind of a division there, or what, what got you to Seattle U? No, I mean, I think a, a big part of it was Christian going to UW. Um, obviously, he was the first one to come here, out here to Seattle. We're originally from Los Angeles, so um, him being out here and just me getting to experience uh, through him that first year that he played um, drew, drew me to Seattle, um, and then ultimately Seattle U saw me in a, in a tournament called Surf Cup, um, and I was luckily, lucky enough to, to be able to be part of that, that program and uh, you know play four years there, so um, definitely Christian's a big part of the reason why I came up here, but also a big thank you to Pete and Nate for, you know, obviously giving me the opportunity and um, allowing me to play uh, a part of Seattle U history. Speaking of, Pete, you would not be happy if I didn't say you're one of the greatest to ever play for Seattle University. 18 goals, 17 assists, I think, in your career. What was it like playing for Seattle U? Was it an adjustment now, obviously, playing in a different position now, but what was it like playing for Seattle U? Yeah, I mean, it's always a, it's always a big jump from, um, you know, when you jump up levels, um, you know, the, the, the talent goes up, you know, the work ethic goes up. So um, there was definitely a, a, a jump in some um, parts of it that I had to, to get used to. Um, the uh, athlete, athletic ability of some players were obviously a lot better and bigger. Um, you know, you, you're obviously coming in as a freshman and there's some seniors that are, are playing for four years. Um, so there's definitely levels that, that uh, increase. But, um, you know, I thought I came in and, and performed well and did what I had to do. And, you know, that, that freshman year we – we had a, a decent year, um, but individually I, I played every game, so I, I was very fortunate to, to be part of that, that class and then moving forward, you know, obviously growing as a player and, and as a person. You had a lot of iconic moments in the red and black. Uh, first goal, I believe, was against number 24, Oregon State, who they actually played next. But is there a moment that really stands out to you that was like that big moment that you remember? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, sophomore year, junior year, I really started to get my feet wet and, you know, gain a little bit more confidence. I remember a goal that I scored in overtime, um, a free kick. I forgot the team that I played against, but uh, overtime. So in, in, in college, obviously, the uh, golden goal rule was in. Uh, so very, very special moment. My parents were in the crowd. So I think that's where I really started to get a little more confidence coming in. And uh, um, moving forward, it was, it was helping me throughout my career. But um, I would say that that's one of the, the moments. Speaking of your family, your Old, uh, oldest brother is LA with uh, LA Galaxy, right? Christian, obviously, with the Sounders and you. Is there a rivalry between you guys? Is there like <laughs> a little bit of household, you know, butting heads a little bit? Uh, no. Well, I mean, as far as standings go, we always root for, you know, them losing whenever they're close <laughs> to us on the table. But, uh, you know, we support our brother. Uh, he's over there working hard to be an athletic trainer and uh, um, helping their team. So, um, you know, our whole family is involved in sports. So that's a really, really special and unique feeling to have. 
uh, all of us uh, involved in sports. So, um, but we support them as much as we can. This is a little bit of a preview episode for the big matchup, uh, number three Washington against Seattle U in the WAC 101 Cup. A lot of big moments. I believe two and four all time against UW when you were there, but you beat them when they were top ranked twice and knocked them out of the NCAA tournament your senior year. Mm-hmm. But what was it like matching up against Washington, knowing the family history, also knowing they're the rival across the street? What was that like playing the Huskies? Yeah, I mean, they're um, well known for their um, sports, their historic seasons that they've had. Um, I think last year they made it to the national championship and unfortunately fell short. But um, yeah, they're a great team, great, great program, ran by a great coach, coaching staff, Jamie Clark. Um, and, you know, the, the past times that we played against each other, I think um, there were really, really tough games where they could have gone either way on, on some of them. And so, um, you know, looking forward to their, their game, hopefully, you know, Seattle U puts on a good performance. Um, I've kept a little bit on their season. You know, I saw they opened up their season with a big win against a top top five team, was yep, it? Yep. Um, so, you know, really looking forward to that game and, you know, hopefully they can they can get the win. Looking at that team heading into a tough week against Oregon State and University of Washington, what's something or some advice you could pass on to the current Red Hawks battling out there? Yeah, I would say, I mean, one of the things for me is it goes fast. It goes really fast, and I think some of my special moments and memories that I've made has been with my college teammates. Um, you know, being pro is great, you know, high-level playing performances and stuff like that. But I think bonding with your teammates is one of the best feelings I I remember having as a college player. Um, But just telling them to enjoy the time, enjoy their time, because it's something that, you know, you take very seriously at the moment, but you don't really get to reflect on it until you're gone. So enjoy the moment, enjoy your time as a a college player, but at the same time, compete hard. you know, you can always work on your game, and, um, you know, it's a great program. Nate, Pete, uh, they're doing what they can to help help the players, but my advice would just be to go out there and play 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 like yourself, and, you know, good things will come. Cool. We'll let you get out of here on this one. Score prediction for Tuesday's game against UW. What are you feeling? 2-1 SU. We like it. We like it. Well, Alex, thanks for joining us here yeah. on the Red Hawk Report. We appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Red Hawk Men's Basketball is sponsored in part by Alaska Airlines. Alaska Airlines is now offering enhanced cleaning measures and mask requirements on all flights. More information is available at alaskaair.com. This broadcast is brought to you in part by Seattle Children's. Seattle Children's has been named one of the best children's hospitals in the nation by U.S. News and World Report. Hope. Care. Cure. Seattle Children's. This broadcast is made possible in part by Copiers Northwest. For over 30 years, Copiers Northwest has been offering multifunction copier, printer, and software solutions for businesses and organizations in the Northwest. I'm Nestor Hermon, right handed pitcher for the baseball team SCRU, and you're listening to the Red Report. Again, a big shout out for Alex Rogan for uh, stopping and chatting with us. And a big shout out to uh, Trevor Bond, who is our uh, video coordinator, always coming around and helping me with those interviews. Could not do this show without him. So big shout out to the man we call T-Dog. And a big shout out to Mr. Rogan. You know, he left his impact here on the campus. Obviously, Pete, uh, Pete Fewing always speaks highly of him and... You know, what he did for the program, he was a part of a lot of big moments in Red Hawk soccer. You know, this 
program's been around for a very long time, but with the Division One era coming back and Pete ushering in that new era, he's uh, done well to put great players out on the pitch. Obviously, there's a, a lot of great players that continue to get drafted by the Sounders. They're in the USL, you know, so Pete knows how to find them. And they they definitely perform well. Alex has done tremendous. Obviously, the Sounders record. You and I would like it to be better, but uh, that's certainly not on Alex's fault by any mean. And he just won. He, I believe he won a continental title this year, if I'm not mistaken, Miles. I think you and I were in attendance for that one. So uh, I think his year has been pretty well, all things considered. Well, you know, just a quick note in terms of. The parting words of wisdom he had there. He's really living that. Yes. And that happened when he joined the Sounders. He changed his game to play that wingback spot. Yeah, he was a midfielder here. Yeah, He he scored goals. (laughs) And so to to kind of say, okay, for the next level, I have to adapt that game to to be more defensive. And then, of course, Lord and behold, talking about good coaches again, Brian Smith went to three backs and does four backs. So now... So now you're using his skill, yep. Right, his his defensive and offensive midfield midfield skills, along with his ability to defend, is making him one of the, I would say, most consistent players on the Sounders and MLS. Well, and, and he also, uh, I believe, he had a clean sheet and goal. That's right. That's right. <laughs> he put, he uh, I actually had to look up the tweet before he came on, and he said he uh, would hang up the gloves from now on. Right. But he, I mean, he played great. He took contact, kept the ball. I, I, he emergency in San Jose. I remember that match. And, and, and um, El Salvador national team. Before we, you know, and he yeah. plays midfield for them. That's so right. He, how. Uh, Throwing out the goalkeeper, that was kind of a one-off weird situation with Steph. But it's just his ability, yeah. though, to adapt. Yeah, his, his ability situation. to adapt. He is truly a very wonderful player. Um, so it's one of the goats. One of Continue the goats to work on your game from the uh, red and black. But he, uh, I also liked what he talked about when it came to there wasn't really a rivalry between him and Christian. You know, it was more now that they're both with the Sounders, you know, their brother, who I said is an athletic trainer for the Galaxy, they kind of, mm-hmm. oh, I want them to lose, so we're ahead, Sounders and Galaxy. But other than that, it's that brotherly love. I mean, it's at the end of the day, you know, we're all in I, one city. We're all representing the same city. So Huskies, Red Hawks. I think we know. make it. Sorry, they wrestle. Yeah. But I think we as uh, broadcasters and whatnot, you know, the media try to make that whole sibling rivalry, you know, no. bigger than it is. Because if you, if you feel. <laughs> no. Imagine that. I asked him the question. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Try to spark something. I don't want. I don't want you know Jerry Springer to break out. But I, you know, I want. To, you know, I want something like, oh yeah, you know, every game day I wear red and black, and he wears purple. You know, and well, you can whatever root, it is. They can root for for you all the time, but, know, but it's know. not. You know, I mean, you, you ever, the Mannings don't. You know, I mean, I mean, they, they're doing commercials that, that's together. That's a good idea. We should get a simulcast of tomorrow's match with the rolled on. Wow. See, well, a little till, maybe next year. Maybe next year. That would I, wow. I'll, hey, it's not a bad idea. It's I'm not just a bad idea at all. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna write that down in my uh, notebook here. Anyway, yes, <laughs> we do make it out a little too much, so it's it's good to see that Alex truly is just a great human. Um, it was very, very nice to be able to stop away. He came off the pitch from practice. That you heard him. Wow. Right after practice, he came to Trevor and I. Sat, did the interview. 
and I think they had their team photo after that. Or so he, we appreciate your time. Yeah, it was nice being out there at Starfire. Big time. Look at you. Hey, you yeah, you flash the you know the pass and Red Hawk. practice Red for Hawk. a little bit. You know, we're big time. We're big time here at Seattle University. Um, well, in a segue away from uh, you and I, somehow always bust out talking about the Sounders too much. Uh, let's look soccer forward. segment. Well, let's that's true. Let's look forward to the uh, upcoming schedule here on campus and away from campus. Um, talks about welcome week coming back. Classes start. Athletics also, we uh, you know in full swing. Women's soccer did play earlier, as I said, that was not supposed to happen. But we will once again say at ten a.m. they played ninety percent of the second half down in Las Cruces. One-one draw between the Aggies and the Red Hawks. Also going on, women's golf is at the Gonzaga Invitational. That's in Coeur d'Alene right now. And then men's golf, you know, enough is at the Husky Invitational. So a lot of Husky battles going on right now. Um, that's over in Bremerton. That continues into tomorrow for men's and women's golf in those Invitationals. And then, of course, that men's soccer matchup at number four, Washington. Um that, it's a big matchup, folks, and uh, I know there's a push email to go out, how to claim tickets, how to get over there. You know, that's the perfect way, I think, a welcome week to go show up, support your new school or your current school or, your, you know, Absolutely. go support them. The guys would love it. It's a big matchup. And what better way to kick off the new school year than a big win? As we said, maybe not as big as we wanted to be crosstown rivals in the university of washington they're they're flying too high right now anyway they got that win over you know michigan state in football you know they're, they're right high to the hell campus i think maybe you know the red hawks need to go humble um well, and they got the big win because of the crowd. So you all make yeah, a difference. You, help, you all make a difference. If nothing else, you neutralize their crowd. Yeah, they, you know? so that's so right. Big matchup. That will be on the Pac-12 Network, so you can live stream that. Our good friend AJ, who does the uh, radio broadcast for men's basketball, he will be doing the call. So if you cannot make it, tune into AJ. Right great, on. Great, right great on. broadcaster. So he'll be calling that one. Um, that game kicks off at 7 p.m. So if you can't if you can't make it, tune in on Pac-12 Network. I believe that is a free stream. Don't quote me on that, but uh, check that out there. Wednesday, everybody's off, which is the case for the entire month. Nothing going on on Wednesdays. The twenty second, the team that we talked about as being the upswing women's volleyball, and they take on Grand Canyon at the Red Hawk Center. That's the first home event since students have been back. Against Grand Canyon, who, if I'm not mistaken, was the at least the close to the top projected team in the conference in Seattle at the Red Ox Center, 6 p.m. first serve. That's going to be on ESPN Plus. But don't worry about the broadcast because if you're tuning in, be in attendance. That team, as I said, Coach Cole has them on the rise. That is going to be a very good matchup with the Lopes. So if you can show up, I believe there's a rally towel situation going on. So uh, some uh, goodies. you gotta get some rally towel. You know, okay. it's it's just a good way to come support Red Hawk Athletics. So again, that is on Thursday, the twenty second, six p.m. versus serve Friday. Also off. That's strange. And we go into the weekend. Then going. Oh my God, volleyball is now on the road in Orm. Uh, Utah, as they take on Utah Valley, it's a noon first serve that day, also on ESPN+. Plus. 
Women's soccer continues their conference road trip to open up the uh, conference play, Western Athletic Conference play. They'll be at California Baptist um, in Riverside, California, which is actually the host site of the men's side of the WAC tournament because the Red Hawks on the women's side host the WAC tournament this year. Okay. So that's that's big time here on campus. But uh, they take on the Lancers. Again, another very highly projected team in the WAC. 7 p.m. is kickoff there from Riverside, also on ESPN+. And then we end out the weekend and the week as men's soccer, believe it or not, it's hard to believe, Play at home in a regular season meaningful match. <laughs> they close out their non-conference schedule. Women are a little bit ahead, about a week ahead schedule-wise than the men. They close out uh, non-conference schedule, taking on LMU, Loyola Marymount, uh, in Seattle, 1 p.m. kickoff at Championship Field. Again, they have been gone for a long time. If you cannot make it to Montlake, sure. They have been gone a long time. Show up. Support them. Uh, 1 p.m. kickoff is going to be a good match. So, live video, again, that's going to be on ESPN Plus with our good friend, Andrew Harvey, on the call. The best of the best. The best of the best when it comes to soccer broadcasts, especially in the city of Seattle, without a doubt. Uh, so, that rounds out the week in Red Hawk Athletics. You know, it's it's a full slate, you know. The more, the more we get into this, the more games become more meaningful on campus, Women's soccer and volleyball both are in conference play already. You know, we know how important that is. It's a very competitive conference in every sport now. The Western Athletic Conference get great matchups. You know, we talked about women's soccer playing uh, CBU, GCU against volleyball, and UW for, and obviously that's not conference, but UW for Seattle U and soccer tomorrow. So it, 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 that's, that's the thing I love is that you can say mid major, small conference. You know, whatever Seattle U to you is, but big competition. Well, you know, what all this is, is part of the college experience. You know, for yep. the long, all y'all listening, and thank you again, but, you know, the long hours of studying and things like that. And then, and Christian Rodan actually he said it, right? He said it was the, you know, his college, when he was playing in college, the teammates and those things. You mean so, Alex? Uh, Alex, oh, oh there you go, there you I go. Don't know. That the might Rodan, be, that's a strike. I'm gonna put that on the whiteboard behind us. Getting but Alex and Red Hawks mixed up. Alex Rodan mentioned that you know to the team that you know remember your college years, and I'm just kind of you know elongating that message to these athletics is all part of the college experience. You know, you grab your your dormate or whatnot, your roommate, you know, and go out and check, you know, blow off some steam and go watch some, you know, your your fellow athletes that are out there, the men and the women, you know, some of y'all, they're in your classroom, you know what I mean? So you get to see them perform, cheer them on, and I think it's, uh, athletics is all part of the college experience. Yep. Couldn't agree more on that one. Well, before we head out to our uh, last commercial break, another big shout out to Honey Hole, Damn, that's a good sandwich. Bringing the line to Central District next to the Red Ox Championship Field on Jefferson. So big shout out to Honey Hole. As they said, damn, home to a good sandwich. I'm kind of getting hungry. Are you hey, buying? Hey. Are you buying we'll, after we'll, the we'll, show? We'll head over there. Okay, perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. They got some good food. So Let's cool go. Head over to Honey Hole. <laughs> and if you're ever hungry for a sandwich, Honey Hole is the spot on campus. We'll take one last break and come back with the conclusion. Maz and I are going to wrap up this episode here. 
on Seattle University student-run radio station, 102.1 FM, KXSU. Possible in part by Coke Zero, a proud supporter of Red Hawk men's basketball. Coke Zero has zero sugar and no calories. Coke Zero is available in stores now. Coke Zero, a proud partner of Seattle University Athletics. Red Hawk Men's Basketball is sponsored in part by Alaska Airlines. Alaska Airlines is now offering enhanced cleaning measures and mask requirements on all flights. More information is available at alaskaair.com. Georgetown Brewing is a proud sponsor of Red Hawk Men's Basketball. Georgetown Brewing Company is an independently owned Seattle craft brewery and the maker of Manny's Pale Ale. Information about their tasting room, kegs, growlers, and cans to go can be found on their website, georgetownbeer.com. This broadcast is brought to you in part by Seattle Children's. Seattle Children's has been named one of the best children's hospitals in the nation by U.S. News and World Report. Hope. Care. Cure. Seattle Children's. This broadcast is made possible in part by Copiers Northwest. For over 30 years, Copiers Northwest has been offering multifunction copier, printer, and software solutions for businesses and organizations in the Northwest. Swedish is proud to support Seattle U's athletic department and its students. Swedish offers programs such as charity care, research, community health, and education. More information is available at Swedish.org. Hey, this is Nathan Cogswell, a senior on the men's golf team, and you're listening to the Red Hawk Report. Maz, you and I have been uh, talking about how good it feels to be back on campus. You know, this is uh, season number two of the Red Hawk Report, and... You know, all the fans out there that have listened, whether you've listened live on KXSU, one of our mini streaming platforms, whatever the case may be, we really do appreciate it. And uh, Maz and I continue to want to bring you the best Red Hawk coverage. We want to talk to uh, current Red Hawks, coaches. Uh, as you see, we go out and get alumni who have made such an impact on this campus. So we really want to make sure that we continue to expand, uh, excuse me, expand the Red Hawk report and really truly make it something unique to Seattle University you know it's not there's not too many campuses around the country that have a dedicated show to all sports you know you can you have football show you have the basketball show very rarely do you have a show that encompasses every single sport talks to every coach talks to a player from every background of every sport and that's what we want to do we want to make sure you know this is such a diverse university in a diverse city and a, a very progressive educational city we want to make sure we bring you content that matches that campus feel and the city feel and you know again we we, we truly thank you everybody who tunes in because without you Miles and i would uh not be here in this studio this beautiful studio on this beautiful campus talking sports yeah, well, well, we we might be, but there wouldn't be nobody listening. Yeah. <laughs> that just be that would be no good. No, so, no, no good. No, the shout out to uh, people that are listening. Yeah, and whether it's live and you know on all the different platforms like you talked about. But how can we not bring the you know the different sports that are there just because of the diversity of the program? And yep. there's so many stories. There is know, there's so yep. many exciting things to cover because we've talked about it. We'll always talk about it. The Seattle U 
experience. Yep. You know, I mean, to be a student athlete and a student here is is unique. I'm alumni. You know, yeah. I, you know, I'm proud of being alumni of Seattle U. And there's just you talk about it all the time. Yeah, there's just something <laughs> very special about you know this institution. And you know, you, you when you see the president kind of you know tweeting a little bit about sports yeah. here and there and the AD and he is the man. Yeah, Eduardo, if you're listening, we appreciate. You know, he is the man. I saw him throw out the first kids. pitch at the Mariner game, and it was yeah, a strike. With Rudy the Red Hawk and everything, you know? <laughs> ah, Rudy, that guy. Oh, you, I thought you and Rudy is. got beef for some weird reason. You know, whatever weird reason. I'm going I'm to relay that to Rudy and let him know that he needs to mess with you a little bit more. Yeah, I got it. Mean, There's a kickoff event for athletics. Maybe you need to swing by. And I think he tripped Rudy me. Need to, I was running late to a, to a broadcast we were having, and I think he tripped me. One of those he basketball. tripped you? Yeah. Really? Well, I stumbled, but I blamed it on him. Oh, okay. He has big, he has big <laughs> talons? Uh, whatever the proper term is. But, uh, yeah, I'll relay the... The message to that Rudy. person, uh, he's tw- <laughs> and that that person is everywhere. Yeah, well, he's you know, a bird. I'm, yeah, it, I mean, is it is this girl? I, see, I, that, I'm, I'm trying it's to be a person. Rudy, yeah, Rudy, it's that's just, exactly right. That's why I said that. You know, yeah. that that person. Yeah, there, because the diversity. Either way, that mascot. The, everywhere I look, every sport. I don't know how the mascot gets around. So kudos. We joke is, around a lot, but it's Rudy's a lot of job. That's why they pay. Why, why, why we pay them? You know this. Well, you can do the job, but he does. No, they need to fly. And, and, Rudy you know, does it represent. well. This is the named after him, Red Hawks. I'm just saying he he no, the what? mascot does it well. All right, I'll I'll let him know that you're beefing with them, but you respect. I'm not. Them. I just gave a compliment. How am I beefing? You can beef, you can you can respect your rival. I'm just saying. <laughs> now we're back to the brother. <laughs> yeah, the exactly. You respect the rival. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, oh man, Maz and I go on our tangents. If you have turned off the episode already i do not blame you but you know wait again, no wait <laughs> again we truly do appreciate it um we, we're gonna bring so many different things this this season of the red hawk report last year was the building block to this year and and, and however long we are able to do this hopefully for as long as you know the future allows us to it is uh, truly an honor to be sitting here in the studio and more importantly no one cares about you know, Maz and I's voice. It's it's the students. It's you know a little bit lesser of a degree the coaches, but it, it's truly those student athletes that make this university so special, and our um, our team so special. So we will continue to bring you diverse stories. It's not necessarily as we created this. It's yes, it's about athletics, but we wanted to bring you stories of these student athletes. You know, they have lives outside of the field, outside of the court. You know, and that's what we truly want to bring. Um, so. Again, we will do everything we can to help bring those. We're going to bring some innovative new features to help interact with fans as well with the show. So stay tuned for that over the next coming weeks. But, uh, you know, we truly do appreciate it. And, um, you know. The fans. Yeah. The fans. Without Fan the fans, engagement is good. Without the fans, you, you're you not much in the sports world. So we can so. get a little bit of a reward to the fans, right? Yeah, well, I mean, Seattle's known kind of. For having some of the best fans in, you know, at least the country. So, uh, you know, that's what we're trying to build up here. Build up the fans and... Well, it's international, I'm quite honest yeah. with you. I mean, Seattle is, is international. It's an international university. It's an international city, mm-hmm. as we know. Uh, mm-hmm. We actually, uh, as, we, as we sign off here, uh, one of our... Listening to the podcast, the tracking, Germany is actually one of the highest listening countries to the podcast. So, uh, wow. You know? There you go. 
Danke, I believe, is thank you in German. If I messed that up, I apologize. You absolutely messed that I, up. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta talk to my man Dennis Duggan on the uh, men's soccer team to get my German down. But Dang. again, that does it for the Red Hawk Report here today. Uh, next week, we'll have another episode for you every Monday uh, at 5 on Seattle University Student Run Radio Station. For Maz and myself, Trevor Bond, who provides the interview, thanks for tuning in and hope to see you next week. And as always, go Red Hawks.